a future wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. get the first leg won, I, I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another big edition of the Two Units podcast. Route 1 Racing continues in Perth this week in the form of the Winterbottom Stakes. Got a great card at Caulfield for Zipping Classic Day, and we got specs at Morfittville and Rose Hill as well. All of our normal stuff too, the supper, pack your nags, and we round out the show with our best bets from around Australia. My name's Nick Foote. Joining me is the great man, the Sultan. Welcome along on this Thursday evening, my friend. Footy, it's good to be here, mate. And geez, racing just never stops, does it? It's, it's around the clock tomorrow night, racing today as well on, th- on Thursday, of course. But there's a lot of racing on at the moment. So if you love racing, it's, uh, it's a good time of year, summer as well, with the tracks drying out. It looks like this weekend... There's some potential for the Metro tracks to all be on a good track for the first time since, I think, the early settlers. So, <laughs> ever. ever. Yeah. Yeah, it's real Bergen <laughs> Wills territory, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, <laughs> It does. Right? You're right, though. Racing does never stop, Salts. But we've got three more shows after this one. So we've got three more, four more episodes, including this one, left of season four of two units, mate. We're, we're nearly there, but we're going can, strong. Can see the finish line. Can. This fresh, delicious tasty meaty turkey filled cold cut combo i eat three every day to help keep me strong sultan's supper time where we invite great performers from the week gone by and mate the the head of the table this week is uh andrew who's a bloke that i met down at uh down at the pub actually on saturday i went and met a couple of mates for lunch and andrew was watching on pretty keenly he had a runner in the Malula Bar Cup on Saturday, and he was sprouting it to us. He was like, this thing gets up. He goes, make sure you have an each-way bet. It's going to win. So our whole table, we got stuck into it, Salts, at 41 bucks, and Hail Manhattan absolutely smoked them. So we're all in at the 41s. There's no better feeling. I think it's the first time I've ever been on the end of one of those stories <laughs> where someone tips you 41, own a male, and it gets up. So Andrew's sitting at the head of the supper this week. You had a great day Saturday at the Village Bell. Andrew tipping winners, a 70-30 ratio. Yeah. <laughs> Too good. <laughs> it was a 70-30 I ratio. A, well, I'm going to bring one at the last minute here. 70-30 ratios. <laughs> I went to College Lawn on Saturday and yeah. everywhere I looked was a female. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It's unicorn territory, that. Yeah. Isn't it? it was um, great, mate. I don't know what it was, but... It wasn't the weather. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't the weather, but... Anyway, mate, I'm bringing something to the supper. It's a, um, something to do with you, mate. You've got some big news. A segment on SEN Track. Footies crossed over from RSN to SEN with... Uh, our good mate Gareth Hall and the segment is beautifully named Turn of Foot. <laughs> so Turn of Foot can come to the supper and it's, tell us a bit about what you're going to be doing. It's explosive. Well, we'll work that out. It's, there's, there's, a, there's a gold Walkley shaking in its boots somewhere. But the irony with the name of Turn of Foot, so it's like five or six years ago when I was explosive, that would make sense. But I'm just an old dower stayer now, so I don't know how applicable Turn of Foot is. But I'm excited to get started at track. They seem like a pretty uh, few big personalities over there. I'm looking forward to uh, meeting the crew. Hey, you're going to have to get the crop out. You and the uh, tagster, 
tags are tagsy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to see you whip one home with the tags so on your back. <laughs> oh, actually, I um, it didn't quite get past them, but I, I was in the Brains Trust meeting to to name the the show, even though I have absolutely nothing to do with SEN Track, and um, I tried to go with Turn of Moot. They knocked it back and they said Turnerfoot was a little bit more able <laughs> to racing. So. You can't be rolling that out on this PG family show. <laughs> Good stuff, mate. Thanks. Um, Good luck with it, mate. I'm excited. Mate, get the sashimi out because I'm inviting the entire Japanese footballing uh, army to the supper this week. Now, they beat Germany overnight 2-1 in the FIFA World Cup, which I've just been getting around and I'm actually loving at the moment. But uh, I don't know if you saw the scenes, Salts. Like the fans stayed back after the game, all the Japanese fans, and they cleaned the stadium just out of respect, just just a respectful nation, and then just the, picked up all the rubbish and picked stuff. up all the rubbish, bought all the bags, just left them at the end of the aisle, easily easily to clean up for the uh, for the staff. No, and that the, is unbelievable. And the Japanese football team did the same in the change rooms, completely swept the sheds. Like gets thrown around a little bit in footy clubs, you know, sweep the sheds. But yeah. they completely cleaned. I think. I think their striker had the spray and wipeout on the, on the tables <laughs> and everything. It That's was unreal. Uh, yeah, it's too much. The, right, the the white wine vinegar out on the wall. It's <laughs> too too much respect from that nation. So they're a respectful nation. Yeah, the so, Japanese. So they, yeah, well, modern Japanese. Modern nation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Post uh, nineteen. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll leave it there. Um, but the yeah, Japanese are going it is along. funny. It is funny you say that because they actually had a goal. I remember um, Trek Conchin. He, he he picked up a piece of sticky tape or something in the rooms once, and he got some monologue on Footy Classified like he was the Dalai Lama. <laughs> oh, so he picked up his own rubbish. Oh, what a champion! Hey, mate, I'm bringing to the supper an an artist from years gone by, and, and I've had an extremely nostalgic week mm. this week. I got lost in YouTube the other night, and everyone knows. Well, usually I get lost in YouTube. I start out watching music videos and then two hours later, all I'm doing is watching street fights. And I'm like, how, how did I get here? Oh, I tell you what. Street I just, knockouts. I ended, up, I ended up watching Aussie underground rap battles the other week. I was like, how did, yeah. end, how did I end up here? Yeah, yeah. So um, Better than a red tube hole anyway. But, um, yeah. but uh, there's an artist, Jewel. Now, people remember oh. her from the 90s. Firstly, she's got some of the most beautiful soft facial features you'll ever see she's a, she's an absolute jewel that's what we all think about when we think of jewels yeah so and her voice you, uh, is illustrated just, that her voice is just unbelievable and i challenge people i give them some homework here mm. just go and watch i shared it to the group chat just go and watch her performance of foolish games at Woodstock '99, on day three, when every when the shit had hit the fan, she was under the pump that day. I've watched oh, that. Set. She was massively under, under the, the pump, pump. But like properly, she was getting properly booed as well by frat boys. Every oh well, yeah, I don't know how there was someone else that got booed, but I'm not sure. The crowd loved her. Mm. The crowd loved her, mate. This foolish games, this whole hundred thousand plus people that were riotous. And they were just dead quiet, and it was just a beautiful performance. I want to bring Jewel along because sometimes people you say, oh, "I'll listen to Jewel. I reckon she's all right." And people go, oh, "You pussy! Like, Shut up, dickhead! She's good." <laughs> so I'm bringing Jewel along. 
That is a imagine we're sitting there with the the Japanese football team, Jewel Andrew, owner of the winner of the Malula Bar Cup. I'm I'm into it. I think it's a great supper, but yeah. uh, good stuff, Sultan. That goal regulation size are what? So you will listen to every damn word I have to say. I see no finger paintings you bring home, and they suck. I'll come. Long run time, and I say that literally here. Mm. It's, it's a literal long run because cricket is getting sent packing salts by me this week and just more the fixturing and where's my cricket going kind of stuff because <laughs> <laughs> when I was where's my country going? When I was when I was growing up, I was like I was just cricket mad. Like daylight savings, it'd be until it's dark, just in the nets 100%. every every night, just you'd know what's on, you'd know the tri series is on, you'd know every game, every fixture, test match, whatever. I am so lost with cricket at the moment. I just I can't be invested. Like I, I messaged you the other day, being like, "There's a one dayer on at the at the MCG, and there's fifteen thousand there," and you were like, "Nah, I didn't." And that is a reflection on where it's at at the moment, mate. Too much cricket. Pack your nags, lost your identity. And I'd even watch some of the first two ones as well. And when the third one was on, I didn't know it was on until we were none for 270. And then you spoke up and we lost two. Lost <laughs> two, two and three goals. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, like for example, England, right? A lot of their side, their ODI side, played in the T20 World Cup. They win that. They obviously go and get on the beers and celebrate. And then two days later, they got to show up and play a 50 over game. They couldn't give a stuff about it. Oh, yeah. And rightfully so. So, and they rightfully got Polacks, and they're a good white ball side, but they just couldn't have cared less. Oh, their brains are in the Virgin Lounge ready to depart. Yeah. Oh, Marine, mate, 100%. Well, speaking of cricket, mate, I'm sending a, a, a cricket great. Was he Macram? Mm. He's getting sent packing because we had a, he hasn't we had, run. We had, uh, we, had a, we had a loyal listener send, send something about this in, actually. So yeah. Like, if, if it is what I think you're going to say. Yeah, it is. So he um, he's released the book, The Sultan. And he hasn't run it past my lawyers. <laughs> so there's going to be class action. Salts versus Wazzy Macram. And I'm going to absolutely swing him out of the park <laughs> in the court of law because... Salton's been popping up a bit. What about the... Uh, yeah, that was good. What, what about the 78-minute substitute for Saudi Arabia, the Sultan, and wearing number two, which is close to us here at two units. So if we, <laughs> if, if we were a footballer, we'd be a 78-minute sub for a team that plays out oh, of no, the desert. No. I'd just come on and, and like in FIFA, if the game was over, and I'd just be studs up. Yeah, you know when you play FIFA and you just get angry when you're down, so you just X tackle everything. He got stuck into he got stuck into Lionel Messi as well, the Sultan when he came he? on. Yeah, he, Messi went down and they got as the cheapest foul, and he just started yelling in his face, "You will not win! You will not win!" Oh, the Sultan, <laughs> the Sultan got Jesus got his back up. I'm into him. Um, hey, another thing I want to send packing is I'm sure we've sent this sort of uh, stuff packing before, but affectionate champing. Now, when someone's doing like you a really good favor and or like something really nice for you and you know they're a good person, they might be of an older generation perhaps and they keep referring to you as champ. Now, it took you were in this group chat with me Salts and it ta- it takes me a lot to bite my tongue with that and 
I've decided you can't call anyone champ under any circumstances, even if it is affectionate. It's got to go. Pack your eggs. Yeah, if you think it's affectionate, you've got your head in the sand. You call someone champ in prison. I know for my hard time. You're done for. They'll smash you. I think in prison it might mean you're a fiddler or something. It means you're no good. And it, and it just can't mean anything. But good, like, even people... It, it was like, just from a kind place. It was from a kind place, though, wasn't it? And it yeah, was, but it was but, just too much. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I had a good one, actually, this... um. This young fellow who was in year ten at the time, I was teaching him, and I um, I don't, I did something for him. Like, let's just say, for example, I picked something up for him, and then on his way out of the classroom, he goes, "Thanks for that, muscles," and then just <laughs> and then get walking. I thought, "Oh, muscles is pretty good." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Muscles is funny. That's all right. And yeah, and that's you good. know it's said. You know it's said because it's having a dip at you. Too. Yeah, like, yeah, cheek. Mate, yeah. are you a Yellowstone man? Uh, I've watched one episode, so no. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, this is going to have no relevance to you. No, well, so I'll make it quick. But yeah, but there's just judging by our analytics, there's 38,500 people listening, so let them know. Yeah, well, then the percentages say that there'll be some fans out there, and I'll tell you, I'll give you the what's for. I'm not giving anything away from the new series because this has basically been happening since day one. Beth Dutton is, I think, the worst character to be developed on a TV show, and I actually hate her passionately. So if you're watching Yellowstone and you're with me, reach out, send us a tweet, reply to when we send out the um, the specs on Twitter today. Beth Dutton, I absolutely hate you. Everything you do is vindictive. I've never seen you smile. You're the worst developed character ever. Whoever's writing you, whoever's writing your script needs to hand in their license to Hollywood and go back to Utah or somewhere, wherever you came from, because it's just lazy writing. It's pathetic. I can't stand her, mate. Anyway, the new series goes okay. I thought it was some relation to former opposition leader Peter Dutton. I was like, what salt's gotten? Salt's oh, nah. getting political in back in the nah. nah, oh, right. After the Victorian election, we'll get political. Yeah. Like We've we got... Dick face or cockhead? <laughs> it's 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 douche or uh, oh, it is, isn't it, uh, mate? Again, I think I've sent this packing in the past, but Facebook Marketplace just lowball bidders. I just cannot cop it. You put something up, got something up at the moment, and it's four hundred bucks firm, and people have been like messaging, going two hundred dollars cash today, like it, like today <laughs> makes like today makes money worth more. It's like, no, no, it's 400 firm. Just because you're giving me 200 today, that doesn't mean that's better than 350 tomorrow. Like, shut up. It's 400 bucks. Go away. Yeah. So pack pack your nags, mate. When the spring carnival's in full swing, there's only one place to bet. Top Sport. Run second or third on select races. Get up to 50 bucks back in bonus bets. Download the app today. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. TNC Supply. Gamble responsibly. Geez, we've had a lot in our uh, pack in ag segments over the last couple of weeks, Salt. So I think we're just real angry units at the moment. Yeah, we need a break. <laughs> yeah, but it's time for uh, – we need a holiday. It's time for Salt Specs. And as always, this part of the show is proudly brought to us by – proudly brought to you by our great mates at Top Sport. We thank them for their ongoing support of the show. Have we got tips at Caulfield? 
couple of smash and grabs at Rose Hill and Morfitt Field too. And we've got, of course, cover that Group 1, the Winter Bottom Stakes over there at Ascot. So Zipping Classic Day, Caulfield, looks a good card. You've already alluded to being a good track. Uh, what can we expect in terms of patterns and how it might play? Yeah, well, the rail's two metres, and it's it's back from the six metres, but it's had a good break. Um, you know, an improving track, I'm, you know, I'm not set up for anything other than it being fair enough, but if I had to lean one way, I'd say you wouldn't want to be too far off from considering it's fresh ground and, and improving ground as well. Mm. Well, I'm going to kick it off the spec segment in race three in the listed Doveton Stakes. It's a sharpish 1,000 metres, and... I'm with one of the more interesting runners this weekend, Salts. I'm siding with Bruckner at 5.50 and 390 days since his last run where he ran second to home affairs in the Group 1 Coolmore Stud Stakes, jumped out beautifully at Hawkesbury. He looked really sharp and uh, I think he's the class horse. He's got the right draw and he's in the right camp with Kieran Maher and David Eustace to win first up off a long break. So I'm going to bet around the favourite in Jigsaw, who, who I will say was absolutely fantastic last start at Cranbourne. But 550 Bruckner, I think there's a bit in that. And uh, that's where I'm going to be having a spec early in the card. Yeah, I was keen to follow Jigsaw, but um, just with this setup, I know he's got a lot of early speed, but he, now he goes 1 to 10 yeah, with that's... stacks of speed inside. Like, you, I know that gate, oh, like... I say quite often gates don't really matter at Caulfield from the shoot, but he's still not going to be able to cross them. So, mm. yeah, good luck, Peter Bruckner. Peter Bruckner. Race four is the Twilight Glow Stakes over 1,400 metres. It's a it's a listed race, set weights and penalties for the three-year-old fillies. I like Nate Coney. Blake Shin sticks. He's obviously just in stupid form at the moment. and. She sprinted super hard on the Ballarat synthetic first up off an extraordinarily slow tempo, but the turn of foot was outstanding and the wind was soft. And then she led last start at Sandown on what reads a soft seven, but it got upgraded to a soft six and raced true to between six and a five. So it wasn't exactly wet, but she was able to lead and, and dictate. And she beat Belmere there, who she meets on level weights today, but Belmere just gets too far back. She'll get too far back again. And she obviously ran home in a faster last 600, Belmere, but if you have a look on the line, Nacone is holding her, and I reckon she'll be better on top of the ground on, on a proper good track and with a little bit of cover. So from Barrier 5, Blake Shin has some options with uh, most of the speed drawn out. The Unicorn will crump, come across, Grey River, Aaron Purcell, he has a bit of speed, so I don't think he'll he'll boot her up to lead. I think he'll take a lovely trail. And, and if that's the case, she can finish off from a nice position off the speed. Yeah, she's at five bucks. What's the uh, what's the knock on the uh, big grey river for John O'Connor? Uh, it, it went not as fast as what it looked to the eye last start at Flemington. Mm-hmm. When I was watching it live, I was like, oh, run at the race by a mile. Had to chase that speed. But it actually had a pretty good run because... It just got to sit off that leader, and they didn't go as hard as what I think. But other than that, what's the knock? Nothing, mate. One, two of the last three, Quinella the second, and has Mark Zauer on board, so can win. All right, let's head to race number seven, Salts. The feature on the card, the Herald Sun Zipping Classic, over 2,400 metres. It's group two, wait for age. Now, you're siding with the Chris Lees runner here. I, I looked at this race and I found it incredibly hard to assess. So I'm interested in hearing uh, why you're keen to side with the big Luntzies. Yeah, well, I was going to back Luntzies when without a fight was in the race because I was 
just a bit concerned. I know he's a good tracker, he's a good horse, but I was just a bit concerned coming back from from a buster first up, really, 3,200 metres. Mm. You know, we saw Spanish Mission do the same thing last year and race flat as a very short price favourite in this Sipping Classic. So it can happen, but it's meaningless now because without a fight, failed a CT and um, isn't taking his place. But I think Luncey's is ready to win. Blake Shin going on, I just adore because he's just getting horses to travel so well and he's just plonking them all in such great positions. And, you know, he ran the second fastest last one of the race first up at Newcastle. Or the fastest, sorry. He ran the second fastest last 200 metres of the race in the Turnbull Group 1 weight for age. Oh, no, sorry. Um, set weights and penalties, but Group 1 race. And then he was just wide throughout in the Geelong Cup, which produced the Melbourne Cup um, second place get a emissary. So you can forgive that. And then he was second to Solcombe last start, which I doubt is uh, the worst form. And he was, and he settled close to the speed in what was a run on the race. So I just reckon he's really well placed. And forget the fact you you look at his form card, and you'll see he's Quinella seven from thirteen on the soft, and he's placed two from four on the heavy, and he's only Quinella two from five on the good track. But he's a good tracker. So the drier, the better for him, I reckon. He, he looks well-placed to win. Well, he's at 4 bucks 50 on Top Sport. And, uh, yeah, there's a few there's a few just oldies but goodies floating around in that race, isn't there? Just a couple of – few past their, past their best. But uh, I'll be mm. with you on Luncey's. It's the not time-honoured. No, not exactly. I would not time-honoured as in the sense of the quality of the field, mind you. Yeah, yeah. it's just a good opportunity to grab some group two at the uh, – End of end of the spring, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, let's head to race nine. It is the uh, it's the summon stakes over the mile. It's a group three set weights and penalties for the mares, mate. Ooh, mate, it's, a, it's an open race. You've got a roughy here. Like Roots is going well. She won well last start. She does lose James McDonald and good old good boy. He got uh, gave her an absolute peach when she was off the map at Flemington last mm. start. She should have beaten My Whisper two back at Mooney Valley and gets two kilos off her for that as well. So, you know, she's a rightful favourite. Mac and Cheese hit the line well last start. Belpless here will be better with some cover. But the one I've landed on is the 15s, and I knowledge. And, like, she's way up in grade here. She comes through a benchmark 78 first up at Geelong, but she was straight to the 15-12. The winner of the race, Savannah Cloud, was hard fit and then has bolted in subsequent to that in a 78. But he's flying, and... I just she got held up at um at a bit of a key stage coming for home. She had to get a little bit wide and, and the race sort of got away from her, but her last hundred meters was brilliant and her work through the line was particularly strong. So just up a hundred meters in trip, but has more fitness under the belt. And I'd expect Joss Richards to be quite positive from an outside barrier. She actually let him one her only go here at Caulfield. So he'll have to lead, won't he, from ten? Oh, he'll be positive, yeah. Um, I yeah, can't man. see much else. Paul's regret will probably kick up from the inside, but Bell's Bliss here will probably want some cover after sitting outside the leader in the Empire Rose, and she'll be better with some cover and Torrigine probably as well. So, yeah, it'll lead or sit outside the leader. And, yeah, I just thought that she went up a big price. She had a bit of specking. But, yeah, um, yeah I, I'm I'm happy to back her each way, to our knowledge. Well, she's into thirty-one bucks now, thirty-one bucks and seven bucks on an each-way basis. Opened eighty-ones, but we've always had Mirror Vision come out, so that's um, yeah, that's some serious roughness from you. So I'm mm. I'm into that. Uh, hey, mate, I'm going to just uh, 
zip up to Rose Hill quickly for a smash and grab. You don't have anything for us in Sydney just yet. You'll uh, no doubt have some plays out to subs on Saturday morning at two mm. subscribers. You can get that www.twounits.com.au if you want to package there. But otherwise, you're faced with my tip, which is in race eight, the festival stakes over 1,500 metres. And, mate, I'm with the super consistent five-year-old for Joe Pride in Coal Crusher. Steps to 1,500 metres for the first time. is rock hard fit and he's just a naughty boy. Like, he, he gets given coal for Christmas and then he just crushes it up. <laughs> um, and well, I think he just steps to the front here, dictates and then just leaves him for dead. Drops seven kilos on his last run at Newcastle where he beat home Waihaha Falls and Democracy Manifest. And uh, yeah, I think at seven bucks, coal crushes a pretty good play in the, the feature up there, mate. He's an absolute goal train. <laughs> He's an absolute Just keeps plowing. Yeah. <laughs> naughty, naughty boy. Uh, Morfittville. What I've done this week, Salts, is I've just gone through the spec segment. I've gone, I'm going to give one tip in each state. So I've gone one at Caulfield, one at Rose Hill. So you can Hill, say it. And I'm going one at Morfittville. So then I can go online and sell it as specs four states. <laughs> <laughs> Around but, the if it was specs three states, no one would listen. No, nah, ever. Um, yeah, we had those 35,000 had dropped to 32,000 listeners. <laughs> um, I'm going to race seven. Jeez, it's a it's a difficult sort of looking card at Morfittville this week. It was, um, I struggled to sort of really find anything. But race seven, one did stand out. It's a zero to 62 handicap over the six furlongs. And who's clang at four bucks uh, I've found here in the second race start? Because... There's a few in this race who've likely hit their limited ceiling, but in true Adelaide fashion, will continue to run every weekend for the rest of eternity. But uh, the one runner that doesn't fall into that category is Who's Clang and and ticked off the maiden at his only start here a couple of weeks back over the thousand. And he was running away from them through the line and the toe rag's going to need to be positive from the wide draw here. Uh, but I suspect if, if he improves off that debut, he can win this no problem. So Who's Clang for the toe rag and the jollies at four bucks in race seven salty and worth noting as well they're on the course proper this week so you 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 know if it was on the parks track you'd say barrier 12 and be like it's a negative but they've got a long run to the shoot so our mate joe toe rag should be able to get a nice should be able to just roll across so mean <laughs> but it's affection. It's affectionate champing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so God. Hey, let's talk about the pissing contest. We were both no good last week at Ascot, uh, but it's someone the- laughing emoji us. Yeah, I know. It was. <laughs> I want to smash him. Someone in the laughing emoji us, and we both said we're not actually betting in this race. It's just for the purpose of the. But I did bet because I was I was at mm. the bell. <laughs> uh, race eight, Group One, Wait for Age Winterbottom Stakes over twelve hundred. Last year, Graceful Girl won this. We had Pikey on the show just before that, and he he spoke about how he reckons she was a good thing from the wide draw and whipped home. And twenty twenty, Elite Street won. Twenty nineteen, Hey Doc and mate, there's some fast horses here this year, and I got a bit of an idea because you know I like to. I like to try and change the face of racing. And because it is the winter bottom stakes, I've been thinking it's 1,200 metres, but it's like a handicap. So all the horses start from 1,200. But I reckon Mark Winterbottom starts in a V8 supercar <laughs> from the 3,000. And soon as the barriers open, he whips around the outside. And you've got to beat Mark Winterbottom home. <laughs> what do you reckon? I reckon that's all right. I reckon that, that could catch on. But, it's uh, an absolute Holden. 
racehorse. <laughs> it's, an absolute, it's an absolute supercar in the, the West. The only thing that's not going to make it supercars is someone wearing a wife beater committing crimes while <laughs> drinking Jim Beam on the sideline. <laughs> 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 right. Hey, I'm gonna. I'm actually going to. Um, this is busing contest, but I'm actually going to have a spec in this race with my plays as well this week. So I'm, I've had a bit good look, and I, and, I, and I want to be involved. And I'm actually going to play the locals here the way I'm going to play it. And uh, yeah, in terms of Dan Morton and Simon Milliards, there who I'm keen to side with. So I'm going to have seventy dollars on Elite Street at six bucks. Who won this race in 2020? Uh, he's unbeaten second up, has drawn well, and unlike a lot of other acceptors in this race, this is the number one target. Local horse, hasn't had to travel. I think there's just a lot in his corner, so I'm really keen to be with him. He's drawn really well, Brad Rewilla on board. And then I'm going to have 30 bucks on Miss Kentucky at 11 bucks, And she always gives a big start, but gee, she gives you a big sight with an explosive late 400. And I love that she's drawn out for Carberry. The barrier suits her pattern. So that's how I'm going to play it. 70 Elite Street at 6, 30 Miss Kentucky at 11s. I'm going to have 50 each way on the, the filly, my Bella May. Mm. 51 and a half kilos, undefeated. And I'm not comparing her even close to Giga Kick, but you know when he stepped up to open age after being undefeated he jumped through the roof so it can be done but the difference with her is her last start rating she'd only need to improve one and a half lengths two lengths on to then win this so given the fact that she's so lightly racing has that upside can probably blend in just off the speed barrier 10 you you sort of want to be in that running line in these in this sort of race i reckon i know yes. hey doc led but if they if they're going hard you get out to the middle is there's absolutely speed left, right, and center yeah, in this bad the, boy too. So she's the absolute X factor in this race. Yeah, zero, zero doubt about it. All right, so fifty bucks salts my Bella May. That's at thirteen bucks and three ninety. I'll uh, jot that down and get those out on the Instagrams. They're uh, going to go so hard in this. Hey, Red Can Man, Indian Pacific. Yeah, no, I was with Massimo last uh, Rothfire, the astrologist. Yeah, yeah, I reckon you just want to be right in behind it. Yeah, you want to be just smoking the pipe somewhere. Yeah, yeah. For sure. It's a good race. Um, yeah, it is. All right. Well, that's we've only got one more. We've only got one more G1, I think, for the year after this, don't we? The Kingston Town next week. Okay, yep. Yeah, so I'll get the leaderboard up. I think I'm in, I think I'm in front. <clears throat> <coughs> Sorry, something in my throat. Saltsy. Unit. Well, we got the great man, the Chad. The Chad put his hand up. We put the tweet out. We needed a we needed a call, and uh, he got on board. And he's been he's been a big units man, a big Sultan man since day dot. He expressed that, and this is where he's going this week, mate. Good day, boys. Long time unit, first time caller. I'm taking my best bet of the weekend to Caulfield Race Five, the Kevin Heffernan Stakes. And no surprise here, but it's Norwegian Bliss. Is it the coward's way out because I see nothing but ones in the winning column? No, it's not. Because she draws a marble. Blake Shin could ride a camel to win the Everest at the moment. She goes in any condition. She can posse up in the run wherever she wants. There's one danger, literary magnate. She's going to get a bit further back. I know it's a small field, but still. I think $2.50 is a steal. 
Um, on her last start, she rates to win this, and she has nothing but improvement left in the tank. I see no reason why she doesn't win, and win comfortably. Enjoy, boys. Hopefully, myself and the great charity get a collect, and it smiles all around. Love your work, Chadwick. Uh, so we're on Norwegian Bliss. I think we've locked in two thirty. I think. Yeah, from memory, uh, $2.30 there, race five, Caulfield. That's 200 buck bonus bet, half to the Chadwick and half to save a horse. Yeah, he's a good fella, the Chad. He's a Sydney sider as well, so he's, he's backing in the Sydney form. And also as well, he's a PE teacher. Really? So he's one of the lads, yep. Okay, he's nice. a PE teacher and he loves his horse racing, so can definitely that's proven, warm to that. That's proven to be a dangerous combination yeah, it's in a, my it's experience. A, it's a brilliant formula for <laughs> yeah. great fun. Right. Is it ever? <laughs> um, all right, well, let's hop into two units, Salts, and uh, I'm going to kick it off. And uh, he, Chadwick, I'm going to follow you right in there because race five, Caulfield, the Kevin Heffernan Stakes, I'm with Norwegian Bliss. And you know what they say up there in Sydney? Nathan Doyle rules. And uh, <laughs> this horse, seven from seven uh, for the bully from Newcastle. And and hopefully there's no banana peels on the track and uh, <laughs> go flying off a cliff like the family in, in uh, Billy Madison. But hopefully we can make it eight from eight here. And hey, the market took a, a late set against her first up at Ramwick and, and still won well. So I think she'll box seat, get a really nice run in transit, and, and with luck, she gets out and she wins. So Nathan Doyle rules. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if Streets of Avalon behind the gates just says to her, I've got a feeling you and your whole family are going down. <laughs> I'm the weight parade horse here, and I'm going to use barrier one. So it's an interesting race. Jeez, yeah, she's, you don't uh, win seven in a row without being an absolute star. So yeah. fair dart. Mate, I'm going to Caulfield as well. Race one, so early in the program, so it's 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 bust here. Have you are you working on the trial files this week or something? Are you are you doing the trial files show with TV or something this week? Ah, uh, because it's a two year old race. Just really unlike you to get involved, best bet territory. Yeah, well, the one races. I, I think well, it's a, I think it's a it's an outlier. I'm going to call it. Yeah, that said, the one that I'm backing has had a start, and the ones that have trialed. Don't look that great. So I'm happy to, to go with the one that's got race experience for that particular reason. And and there's a couple here with race experience, but I'm with the two-cylinder. He was really good on debut. He was in the market in the Max Lees, and he was beaten by the barrier. He just had to get way too far back from a wide barrier. And in his trials in the lead-up to that, he'd actually showed a little bit of tactical speed. So from barrier one, again, a bit of a theme, Jake um, – Blake Jim, he'll be able to kick up and use that barrier, and and he does that. Did it several times on Wednesday, and and he does a lot. It, there's no way he's dragging this thing back from the from the low draw. And he ran the, I know it was 900 meters, but he ran the fastest last 600 of the day last start, second fastest last 200. Now he gets to a thousand meters from a low draw, and the stablemate remedies, mm. the filly. It, it was a great example of. I know it looks off and, you know, she might well just come out and win again this weekend, but I'm happy to, to take her on because she got to the front at Cranbourne last start on a fast day and ran slow time. It, it proved to be a really fast day and, you know, she ran seven-odd lengths outside the class average for a two-year-old maiden at Sandown and I know it's the open-age horses, but if she raced Jigsaw, she would have been smacked by 18 lengths. Yeah, so, like four, four track records broken on the day. Yeah, 
Yeah, and, and she wasn't. She wasn't no, one of them. nowhere near it. So <laughs> she wasn't one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm happy to take her on, and and I want to be with the stable mate, Cylinder. Me best of the weekend. All right, Cylinder is Salt's best, and yeah, looking at three bucks thirty for Cylinder. He's a twelve cylinder. Yeah, it's like the, the winter bottom cylinder. There's some real sort of, geez, where oil head salts. <laughs> Hey, before we get to this song, is it the song that I think it's going to be? Yeah, it is. Yeah, good. It's your request. You put it yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. be honest. It hasn't come across my desk before. Nah, so th- these are. this is a band, Hell City Glamours, and they're not together anymore. And they used to be my well, one of my favourite bands like 10 years ago. They were from Sydney. Mm. So they're from Sydney. They used to come down and play all the time. They'd play at the Cherry Bar. I used to go to the Cherry Bar all the time, like every Saturday night. I was a real metalhead sort of played in a rock band, used to party with the boys backstage, <laughs> Oscar, all the lads, just shredding, you know. <laughs> Had some great times at some of their concerts and um, takes me back to the glory days. They didn't quite make it. They had, a, they had some film clips that were on VH1 and stuff, but they didn't quite break it to the big time. And it just went to show where the music industry was at at the time because there was no place for real bluesy rock and roll. And that's exactly what these brothers play. An absolute send off. Punters, enjoy the week. Gamble responsibly. We'll see you next weekend. Take it easy. Have you ever seen your demon?